0: Welcome to the Honeycomb Podcast with Sydney and Tacey. We can't wait to chat with you. Hi, sweet friends.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Um, This is our fifth episode of the podcast, which is super crazy, so surreal, so exciting, but we're so excited to record this episode and just... Talk to you guys in chat. Um, so, this episode, if you haven't heard from the title already, is called Present Over Perfect. And Tasty and I just want to speak to your guys' hearts and just share some things from our life and our story and what God is really putting on our hearts to share with you guys. Um, so, we're so excited for this episode. But, Tasty, you want to start off with sharing some highs from the week or maybe even um, like a low if you have it. Um, We just want to be really real and vulnerable with you guys. So sharing the ups and downs with you is our favorite.
1: Yes, most definitely. I'm so happy that we're back. Summer has been on the move. So we've kind of taken a slight break, but we're super pumped to be back um, sharing and talking with you all. So I would say a high that I originally thought of within the last month, honestly, was being able to go up to Fort Collins and just be in um, some fellowship back with um, some friends from college, which was super sweet. Um, I'm doing a summer faith program through the campus ministry that Sid and I both are part of called Stumo and then the nine-week program is called Kaleo. So being able to be back with some people and just being fellowship with um, other students that are also doing the program was so, so amazing. We got to watch the sunrise a couple times and do some Bible studies and just really hang out and take it easy. So that was super sweet. A low, um, low, but then it kind of comes back to a high. I feel like my battle with, honestly, perfectionism over the present is something that I'm battling to this day. And so I felt like the past couple of weeks, I kind of took a few steps back in this area of just not surrendering it to God. But I also feel like um, we had a talk, um, one of our Kaleo nights about leaning into the Holy spirit as our helper and just surrendering everything to him. And it's like, when we do fall short to God's desires or God's will for our life, it's often because we're not giving him as much power and control as we need. Like we easily try to rely on ourselves for performance but that was just very eye-opening for me to not have to do it all on my own and really just surrender those convictions to God so I feel like already I've experienced peace and breakthrough in that so that is amazing but yeah what about you sis
0: oh Tays, I love that thank you for sharing and I just want to say that everyone um, doing Kaleo right now and walking through that, um, hearing all the stories and um, just being like a champion of you guys. Like I, I'm just cheering you guys on, mm. um, and so excited for all of that. Um, so I can't wait to hear more about all of the Kaleo things because guys, it really is amazing, and I'm just so proud and happy to see. All of the growth um, and just the work that God is doing through that campus ministry and through that program, even in, amidst what's going on in the world right now. So, mm-hmm. so proud, so happy, wow, and you just good. can't wait to keep encouraging you guys with that. Um, yeah. Probably a high um, for me, I guess, is just nannying so I'm a nanny this summer for two boys one's nine and the other one was seven and that's been something great uh just constantly throughout my week so I nanny Monday Wednesday oh I forgot Tuesday Monday Tuesday Wednesday I have Thursdays off and then most Fridays um and God is teaching me so many things just during this time of nannying like patience and childlike faith. And even more bravery, these boys that I nanny are so brave. We went to this bike park over by their house, and there's all these bumps and jumps and, like, BMX things to, like, jump your bike off of. And (laughs) I brought my mountain bike over, and they're like, Sydney, we're going to go do this. And I was like, okay. Like, I was down for it. So excited. We get there, and these jumps are, like, taller than me. (laughs) Like, six six to eight feet jumps, like, Mm -hmm. if you go off that, you're getting serious air, and these boys are, like, fearless, they're, like, going around all these jumps, all these little things, and I'm, like, I'm just gonna watch you guys, (laughs) and so (laughs) I watched it for a while, and I was, like, okay, Sid, you need to do this, like, (laughs) you need to be brave, and, like, get up the courage to do this, so I followed Hudson, the oldest boy, Nanny, around, and he's, like, Sidney, you did such a great job, Um, So just as the bravery these boys have is incredible, and just thinking back to when I was younger, like, all of, you know, the bravery we have as kids and this childlike faith where we're just so intrigued and so, like, enamored with, like, anything. It's, like... I remember watching, like, Facebook videos of someone, like, waking their kid up, and they're like, oh, like, come on, Jackson, like, the grass is growing, like, we're gonna miss it, like, just little things that, like, kids get so excited about is definitely just something God's been putting on my heart, like, Sydney, like, let go control, especially Mm -hmm. of these kids, like, discipline is one thing, but then controlling a situation, like, we made pretzels the other day and me wanting to like control. So there wasn't a mess being made or anything, or just like easy cleanup. It's like, no, let them have fun. Let them make a mess. The mess can be cleaned up, like let go control. So just a lot of like lessons and learning with all of that. And I'm just looking forward to see, um, how these boys grow and how God continues to work and heal my heart and just like uproot things that have like grown in like the need for Mm -hmm. control and things like that. So probably my high, um, a low, I would say is just not really, um, getting to see many people like, I'm so thankful for like FaceTime and calls and things like that and even text messages but I just haven't been able to like see a ton of friends. Um so I am excited to do that soon. But, you know, still taking a lot of precautions and just, you know, not able to see many people from like out of state and stuff like that. So I'm excited to get into more fellowship and start seeing people
1: soon. So I love it. So we have a little tidbit for getting fully into this idea of being present over being perfect. And most of you have probably heard of this, but if you haven't, there's this personality um, test called the Enneagram and we both are a different type. So we kind of want to share on what this personality test um, entails, what our types are, what our strengths and weaknesses are, and how this leads us into this idea of present and we're perfect. And also just like what God says about the Enneagram and what God says about our personality types. So Sid, do you want to share a little bit more on what exactly the Enneagram is?
0: Yes, I'd love to. So the Enneagram is a system of personality typing that basically just describes how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. So the Enneagram describes nine different personality types. It's probably like if you heard of the Enneagram, like they have, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, and then there's like subtypes and things like that. So we'll get into that in a little bit, but um, it maps out each of these types and puts it on a diagram which helps to kind of just illustrate how the types relate to one another, which I also think is very helpful. You know, me being a visual learner, I love pictures. So if you have not heard of it, it's similar to the Myers-Briggs test and, you know, multiple other personality tests or types. And the Enneagram is mostly used for personal self-knowledge and just personality development. So they'll use it a lot in leadership sessions or business growth and development, things like that. So it is not the end-all be-all, but we think that it's an awesome tool, especially for things like conflict resolution, team dynamics, leadership, and emotional intelligence because it specifically just identifies opportunities for development for each individual type. And you know, God made us uniquely, um, so therefore we're all gonna have unique personalities, so just because you're, um, labeled as one type or have a subtype or something doesn't mean that all people who are, like, in in, in Enneagram 5 are the same, like, that's just, like, a basis for, you know, your jumping off point, so, um, I think it, just is a great tool and it's become very widely used in areas such as like counseling or psychotherapy business development like I mentioned and just like parenting and education um because you can sort of start to pinpoint certain things and I found it so helpful in even like friendships with people and identifying okay what's their um primary type and like, what are certain things that they're, they're doing? So like, how do I best find resolution in a conflict? Or how do I best communicate with them? Um, just different things like that. So taste do you want to share a little bit about your Enneagram type and things like
1: that? Yes, most definitely. I also love how you said that um, you could be, there could be multiple fives and they'd all be different, which I feel like I've seen that just fold out in my life with. Knowing other people that are my type or witnessing others of the same type, I think it's so cool that you can be so different yet still kind of have the same tendencies or fears, strengths, weaknesses, or those strengths and weaknesses might be in one general category but tailored to specific areas of that person's life, which is just so so cool. But it's also an amazing way to just relate with one another and all of what said said. So, I am an Enneagram One, which is the reformer or perfectionist, so to say. Um, and I'm a wing two helper. So my primary personality type would be the reformer perfectionist type. But then um, I often lean towards um, the number two as well as what that wing helper means. So um, pretty much this is just a good thing and a bad thing. It kind of reveals to me, like I said, the strengths and weaknesses, which is really cool because I think it's helped me to better understand myself and honestly, um, my battle with anxiety, which is a huge part of my testimony that God is still using and healing today. But I think just in being so honest with God about what these desires of, um, striving, control, perfectionism really are so prevalent in my life and understanding that better about myself allows me to be more open and honest with God and allows me to seek to surrender that more to him and seek to surrender Um, more of that control that I desire in being that perfectionist type and just really seeing more of God as the perfect one and just letting him use that to um, allow me to get to know him better, which has been super sweet. And I really think that God um, is our ultimate reformer, which I feel like I've had that big revelation recently, which is so cool. Anytime that I may tend to want to reform situations or myself or past mistakes, or guilt, or shame, or whatever it is, just, like, fully surrendering that to God, and letting Him do all the work has been challenging, because, you know, my inner self wants to do it all, but it's just not my job, so it's really sweet to just see Him use that, so, yeah, what about you, Sid?
0: Um, I am an Enneagram 3, and that is kind of just categorized as the achiever, and my wing is a 2, which is helper. And, um, I guess that's the three wing two has been described as the enhancer. So, um, just a few things that are said about three wing twos, um, surrounding strengths and weaknesses are, um, the ability to easily connect with others. Um, I love people and I love talking to people and I love meeting new people and so just, you know, getting to connect and meet new people and not have, you know, maybe the, like, oh, I don't want to go talk to them because I don't know anything about them. Like, that's the opposite for me. It's like, I don't know anything about them. I'm going to know something about them after I talk to them. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of that and self-confident and self-aware. Um <laughs> my boyfriend Sean laughs at me whenever we go somewhere new. Um, I'm like very observant. And so if we walk into a place I've never been before, I have to like scan it out. Like I have to know my surrounding and what's around me, who's around me, the types of people. We went to Red Rocks, young adults, um, for the first time this past November. And that was the first time I've ever been in that church and in that area. And so we walked in and like, I had to take everything in and we sat down and I was like looking around me and Sean's like, Hey, like, it's okay. Like just, (laughs) you know, you're good. You're sitting here. We got a spot. And I'm like, yeah, but I have to look around. Like I have to see who's around me and like all these Mm -hmm. people and check it out. So, you know, just self-confident, self-aware and very committed most three wing twos are very committed to achieving their goals. And that has a downside to it because, you know, that roots into we can be overly competitive and guilty of keeping score with others. And I see that a lot in my own life. Um, And something that I am constantly working through and wrestling with God with is like, Hey, but this person did this to me. So, where where is my part in that? It's like, oh, but like I want to do this, but Jesus says forgive and love, and so really just speaking into um, my life is Jesus and His love and Him keeping no record of wrongs um, and forgiveness after um, repentance and things like that. So, um, a lot of three wing twos can also spread themselves too thin, which is another weakness, I think. And Tacy I think that this goes along with the Enneagram one, um, yeah. is, you know, these wing twos are like, okay, what happens, um, maybe within weaknesses with that. So yeah, we spread ourselves too thin cause we want to help. And we want to do things to help people. And it's hard being a perfectionist or an achiever or a reformer and saying no. Like, it is very hard for people, um, you know, that want to help. And I think this goes for everyone, too. Like, it's hard for us to say no as humans. Like, um, and that's something that I've seen in um, my own life is like, okay, okay then i feel like the guilt and shame from like saying no cuz ultimately i want to help and then i'll go like and my friends can attest to this but i'll kind of go mia when i'm very overwhelmed or stressed like i'll just kind of like leave the world for a little bit <laughs> like yeah. i won't be on social media i won't be like answering emails or anything i won't be like answering texts it it has been um pretty bad a few times, and then friends would be like, Sydney, I haven't talked to you in so long. And I'm like, sorry, that was my bad. I was really stressed and overwhelmed. So thank you for reaching out. So I really appreciate friends that um, just know, like, hey, Sydney kind of goes missing (laughs) when she's stressed or overwhelmed. So just little things like that, I think, are little gems within, like, the Enneagram. It's like knowing little things like hey, like, three-wing twos, these are weaknesses and strengths that are commonly found. um, And that's how we can, you know, better identify, like, friends and family and how we can better help them um, just exude their strengths and then work on their weaknesses. So, you know, there's so many things that I need to work on, um, but it's also – just awesome to see friends and other people saying like, hey, like I see you and I hear you and I know your strengths and weaknesses and I want to be there to support you and um, you know, just loving each other for who God has made you to be and not shaming or guilting those, you know, weaknesses, which I think we personally do a lot. It's like, oh, I feel like so guilty because I you know, I'm like so competitive and I have a hard time letting people win. Um, so Tase, do you want to share just maybe some quotes um, to kind of get us rolling in our next topic?
1: Yes, totally. Um, Also, I just kind of thought of something as you're sharing. And I feel like in understanding, you know, friends and family, ourselves better, all of God's children. It's so cool that if we understand how and why we were created, we can understand our creator even better. Um, And I just think that that is amazing that God uses um, just all of these things in that way to just ultimately turn back to what he says about these strengths and weaknesses and just the truth that reigns in the midst of whatever anyone is going through and how different we all are is just really, really cool. So something else that I read this and I'm like, this is literally me. (laughs) So on this topic, a quote from Bryn Brown says, "Um, I'm a recovering perfectionist and aspiring good enoughist. And I'm like, yes, I can relate. But it's so cool because even though myself, my fleshly desires, my weaknesses are to, okay, perfectionism can be great because it can be Um, really a driver of me wanting to do my best and the driver of me giving my all to everything that I do Um, and like you said with that wing to try my best to be there for people but also fulfill what I need to do in a given day and what I need to do to help others in a given day but then when it becomes consuming of the I'm not good enough type thing that's where it's um, definitely a weakness but I love this because it's like okay I'm never going to be perfect because that is where Jesus comes into play. So I'm an aspiring good enoughness because we are all enough because of our Lord and Savior. He makes us enough because of what he did for us on the cross, which is just seriously a piece of mind that I have to remind myself um, every day. And like it is a battle every day because we are a battle with ourselves and the world and sin every day. But knowing that we are enough in God is the ultimate peace, which I'm just so thankful for. Another quote um, from Michael J. Fox says, I'm careful not to confuse excellence with perfection. Excellence, I can search for perfection is God's business. So yeah, again, we can be our best and God just wants our best. He doesn't want perfection because he already has completed that for us once and for all. So he's like, hey, you don't have to be perfect. That's where I come into play. Just be excellent. And in God's eyes, we're excellent because again, he fills all the voids that we lack in by his perfect nature, which is just so, so sweet. Um, And kind of going off of that and just knowing that we are enough in the Lord, a big um, revelation in scripture that I've had recently um, comes from the verse Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And it says, do not worry about anything, but instead in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So, like I said, um, God's peace is something that he does desire for us to receive, and we can receive it through his perfect nature and surrender any area that we are not perfect in to him. Um, we cannot always understand why we have peace in certain circumstances of our life or why we would, I guess, deserve to receive this. That's something that my brain often goes towards with being a number one is like, well, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve the peace of God because I lack in this area or I I am a Christian, so I know um, enough, and I shouldn't have done that. Like, God expects more of me. And it's like, hey, that's pride getting in the way. That's myself trying to control and be the ultimate redeemer getting in the way. When no matter how far along in your faith journey you are, we will always still fall short um, to sin and by just the spiritual battle of our flesh, honestly. Um, but by God's grace and because of God and what he did through his son on the cross, you don't have to understand it. It is not about our doing to receive it, but what Jesus already did for us. And knowing that wholeheartedly um, is just, again, that reminder every day that this is what myself is trying to control. This is what the enemy is trying to um, feed me with lies about my performance, my doing, my striving, me not being enough and just saying, hey, God, like, take this from me. You are Enough, you are always enough, and because of that, I will always be enough because Jesus now lives with me because of your doing not anything that I could ever do. Like, even on my best days, I need God's grace just as much as I do on my worst. And so, it's like, if that doesn't say that we always need God's grace, you know, then I don't know what will it will never be about my performance. And God wants our best, He wants our obedience, but even when we fall short, His grace is still the same. So, yeah, that is like my biggest tidbit I feel like in scripture that's brought me peace about how I can surrender the weaknesses of my reformer personality type to the Lord I have a lot more scripture but Sid do you kind of want to go through some of yours that you love to refer to with being an achiever
0: yeah yeah I'd love to so um maybe just some verses y'all can look up um or even like jot down um, to maybe just, like, think over, read over, meditate on. Deuteronomy thirty two four. Again, that's Deuteronomy 32.4. Psalm 19.7. Psalm 52. Again, that's, like, Psalm chapter 50, verse 2. <laughs> and then Hebrews 7, um, verse 28. Um, and something that I wanted to share with y'all that has been just probably the biggest reminder in um living not a perfectionist life but living a life for Jesus and for God and um running after God's own heart and um something that one of my mentors always says is God's love language, God's primary love language. Like the heart of God is um our obedience to him. Like that is how we best love him. Like worship and praise and exalting his name and all of these things are bringing God joy and love, but ultimately his heart is obedience and um, he's not asking for perfection. He's asking um, just for our hearts to be seeking his heart. Um, And what he values most is seeing us thrive and us accepting and wholeheartedly saying yes to, oh, speaking of my mentor, she just texted me. Anyways, um, Mm -hmm. that's besides the point. But uh, my sweet friend Sophia gave me the cutest little canvas because she knows me and my heart and just, you know, the perfectionistic desires that I've had. Um she gave me a little canvas that says live by grace, not by perfection. And I hung that in my dorm room and I'd look at it like every single day when I woke up and I was like setting my intention for the day. Sydney, you are going to do your best and how are you going to do your best? Not by perfection, but remembering that Jesus Christ died on the cross God sent his one and only son to die so that we may live, um, and that we may have a new life. Um, and so I don't, you know, that's just a reminder, like Sydney, you don't have to be, be perfect because Jesus is perfect and God is perfect. And therefore God's grace is perfectly sufficient for us. Um, and so that just, you know, is a reminder to live by God's grace and his love, love and truth rather than our own performance or perfection. And I think, you know, even for me personally, like I'll get in these mindsets, especially during school. Cause I see a lot of my perfection come out during school and like, um, my performance in school is this headspace of like, Oh, you have to achieve you have to have high goals and in order to achieve those goals which i set way too high and have really giant high standards um mm-hmm. it's like okay what does god say about that god says oh like if you're in if you're in line with god then like honey you're good <laughs> like you're you're fine um so just really trying to humble myself in front of God and surrender those things like perfection and control. And my ultimate desire is to achieve and therefore achieve to the extent of like perfection. And that lies within my fleshly desire to control. And so even now, um, you know, in my life right now, like chasing after Jesus, it's like, I am still human. I still have fleshy desires. And so those things are in my control to give God control of. Um, And I think that can be said for many of us. Like there's so many little things that we want to control or things that we think we have to do when in reality God is already doing them, but we're not seeing that, that fruition because we haven't surrendered it fully and that has just been so convicting on my heart and just my life in the way that I want to control. And that's through being perfect. And I would always get caught up on the Bible verse that says, be perfect, therefore your your Lord and Savior is perfect. And it's like, that's not, that's not talking about being perfect in our fleshly desires or being perfect in what we control. It's talking about being perfect in knowing God's grace and that that is sufficient for us and that when we come before the Lord and surrender ourselves and our fleshing desires and our perfectionism to God, then God is saying, therefore you are perfect because you're letting God, the creator of the universe and you, literally the perfect being ever. Jesus was perfect. So that should be our, our comparison point. That should be our point of surrender. That should be our point of total, um, just grace and like literally sitting on our knees and saying, Jesus, like, take this control from me. And that brings us relief and guidance and truth. Um, and so do you ever feel like something might be slipping away from you in your life that you could, um, I mean, that could be like friendships, relationships, reputation, grades, money. So what do we do? We tighten our grip on those things even more. Um, And I know that I've always wanted control. And when I think I have control, I feel more powerful against whatever I'm facing. But what I've learned in my walk with the Lord, and especially during quarantine and just in the past few months, is looking up, readjusting my eyes and my sight back to Jesus and really learning how to release and surrender control to God because ultimately he's the one who has control of my whole life. Girl, he has your life planned out. Like whether we think he does or not and whether we want to know or not, God has a perfect plan. And, you know, it's just a simple game of, like, adding and subtracting in my head. Like, simple math. You know, go back to the basics. Subtract perfectionism and that desire and add more self-compassion and grace. Because that's all Jesus wants. That's all God wants for us. Um, James 3, 2 says, We all stumble in many ways. And I think that one of those many ways is performance and... The desire, oh, if I do X, Y, and Z, like God is gonna love me more, or God is gonna bless me more, or things like that. And that is, you know, just not a very good headspace to have because God's grace is the same. God's love is the same, regardless if you do something or if you don't do something. Like His love and grace isn't gonna change. And so trying to strive for perfection, even in our faith, so even trying to strive for perfection in, you know, your quiet time with the Lord or things like that, that's not what God wants because that's not, that's not real. That's not vulnerable. That's not authentic. And that's what Jesus wants from us. Jesus wants us, our our real selves. He says, come to me, those who are weary and broken, for I will give you rest. I will give you peace. And you know, it's just taking these impossible things, which to me kind of seems impossible to like let go of this perfection and this de- desire to achieve, but like all things are possible through God and through Jesus Christ. Um, and just a little prayer I want to share with y'all, and then um, Tacey can share some more nuggets of wisdom, um, is... Just a prayer. I hope um, we'll bring you guys some peace and some love and grace from God into your hearts. Um, and maybe you can just like jot this down or put it on a note card and like place it on your mirror or, you know, your planner or um, maybe even for the podcast, Instagram, we'll make a little wallpaper or something. But the prayer is Lord Jesus, please deliver me from perfectionism and a performance mentality. God, you are perfect, and that is enough. Help me know that that is enough in my heart and lead me um, and guide me in your ways. Amen. So just a short little prayer that really just, um, I think, speaks to Tacey and I's heart, and I hope that that just brings you some love and peace. Um, and, wow, that that prayer is just amazing. And I want to get to a point in my faith, and you know, I'm still working on it, that that prayer is well with my soul, not just well in my brain. Like, oh, I'm thinking about that prayer right now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. I love that. That's amazing. What a good prayer, like feeling the love and presence of God. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, Sydney, is that really well with your soul? Like, thinking about it. It's like, "Mm, I got a lot more work to do, but Jesus is with me. I got God, like, God's got my back. He's with me. And, um, ultimately God knows exactly what you need to hear. And so Tacey and I are just hoping that God is speaking to you right now, or, you know, maybe you felt a little conviction in your heart to do some work and spend some time in prayer and spend some time in God's word. Um, but we want to be present, we want to jump over the hurdle that is perfectionism. So Tasty, do you have any other little nuggets of wisdom that you want to share before we wrap up?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, that was seriously so amazing. I'm like, you're speaking to me, girl. I needed to hear... <laughs> All of that. And I love it. I'm so. speaking
0: to my own heart too. Jesus no, is like
1: literally. putting
0: words in my mouth so that I'm also hearing them. I'm like, Oh, yes. so you, you need to listen to the, yourself talking and you need to write some things down. You just said,
1: <laughs> no, seriously. I think that that's so cool too. Just being so honest with everyone listening is that this is a daily conviction and battle for us both, but how important it is to share the truth that we have gained from the Lord from this and what we are still, like we said, wrestling through every single day. But I honestly wish I could have heard something like this sooner in my life because it's been years, like, I'm not even that old, but it's been years of like working through this. And especially in the past year of really being like, okay, this is here. Now, what are you going to do about it? Like, are you going to keep it all in? Or are you going to give it to God? Um, and I feel like when you talk about um, being real with God, like it's so easy to strive and try to be perfect, even in our faith based upon, you know, God's will for us. And we talk about obedience. And I think of John fifteen eight, and it says, um, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. So like, so sweet. Love that. Um, I think of producing much fruit. Okay. How is fruit produced? Well, the fruit of God is like what is produced from being in obedience to him and much fruit um, is produced from that. So if we are in fellowship, if we are in prayer, if we are in God's word, if we are um, just anything of God, if we are wholeheartedly in that, he does bless us and he does um, reveal himself more to us from that. So I feel like for the longest time, and that's still something I'm working with, working through, that was such a hard thing to be like, okay, but I have to be obedient. Like, okay, but God's telling me to do this. Like I messed up. I failed. I fell short. Okay. But God says to produce much fruit and I'm not like I'm struggling here. And it's like, okay, but then there's the discernment of also being obedient and surrendering, being obedient and being so honest with God of, Hey, I'm really struggling here. I sin here. This is my weakness. Like he wants more of your honest heart, even if it is evil, corrupt, sinful, shameful, whatever it is, like none of it is too heavy for him. And I feel like it's been the biggest revelation to me to, yes, be obedient to him, get into his word and wholeheartedly try to live it out. However, I'm not going to be able to do that on my own. I have to be honest with him about my weaknesses and about my sins so that the Holy Spirit can come in to play as my helper because I will not fulfill any of God's obedience if it isn't being honest and open with him. And if it isn't through his strength, I will never fulfill his will for my life alone. So I've really had to discern that. And I feel like this is a revelation I've literally had in the past week. Like this is not something that I'm like, oh, I've I've got it all figured out. No, like I'm literally taking this day by day, hour by hour with wrestling with the enemy, the lies in my head about, like we said, not being enough, but it's like, okay, if you want to produce that fruit, if you do truly want to be obedient to God um, and be his true disciple, then you also have to be so honest and surrender to him. Hey God, like, I don't want to get into my quiet time. I am tired and I feel like it's a chore versus I have to get into my quiet time because I need to be obedient. I need to produce fruit. Like no fruit is being produced if I'm doing it out of um my fleshly checklist perfectionist desires. So that has been hard to see the whole picture through because, you know, we're told so often be obedient, act out of the 10 commandments, be in God's will. But I think in order to really get into the depths of what God truly desires in all of that, we have to stop first and surrender our control and our just any fleshly desires to him. And again, remembering that his grace is abundant. His mercies fall fresh upon us every single day. Um, it is way better for me to just be honest and open with him than try to put on a face for him. Cause he already knows. He already knows everything. Like even sometimes I find myself justifying sin or weaknesses because that's my fleshly desire of like, I know I failed. I know I messed up, but I don't want to admit that, you know? So I'm like, well, Hey God, like I messed up here, but like this is the situation he's like why are you trying to like cover it up to me and I'm like oh gosh Stacy but it's so good to like uh I'm straight up guilty straight up messed up he's like yeah I know but like I love you just the same so we're gonna work through that versus working through you trying to perform for me so that was just on my heart as you were talking about all that said but yeah that's all I have well and just
0: just jumping off what you just said something I just thought of is you know, this like fleshly perfectionistic like tax task, task. It's like, oh, I did my quiet time with the Lord. Boom, done. Okay, like I'm done for today. It's like, no, that's not what Jesus wants. God would rather have you, you know, come to him and say, you know, spend some time in prayer and be like, God, I'm just like not being filled by your word or like I'm not having this like desire to like get into your word like then that's a conversation like you have with the Lord. Like, okay, so like what's what's blocking you from really having these deep revelations with the Lord in quiet time or what's blocking you from not being motivated or like having this this desire to like seek him and like read his truth and his goodness it's like, oh, maybe it's that mindset flip. It's like, oh, it's not about a task or something I'm doing to be, you know, yes, that is an act of like obedience and faith, but God wants intimacy. So it's like, oh, is intimacy coming after obedience or is intimacy coming In line with obedience, it's like, oh, am I being obedient just to like check something off and not being obedient to reach a level of intimacy with the Lord? Or is it, hey, God, like I'm coming to you, I'm being obedient, I'm walking humbly and fully in my faith, and therefore you're becoming more intimate with God and therefore seeking more things of His heart and becoming more like Him and things like that? So, we just want to be present and jump over the hurdle that is perfectionism. It's crippling and burdensome and living for perfection. And performance ultimately steals the joy in life that is living um, in the imperfect present brings. So when I let my perfectionism go, and when we let our perfectionism go and surrender it to God fully, Not just how much we think we need to surrender. It's like full surrender. Um, God is going to open up our eyes and we will start to see the true beauty and love of God in our day-to-day life even more. Um, So we hope that this episode has given you guys some love and that God has maybe put something on your heart or maybe you felt encouraged or anything, feel free to like reach out to us. Um, but Tacey and I want to call or pray before we end this week's episode.
1: Amazing. Yes, Sid, you hit it on the nose. I love it. I need to remind myself of this every single day. Um, but yeah, we'd love to pray for you all. So do you want to call and I'll hang up? Yes, I would. Love it. Amazing. Hey, God,
0: um, we are so thankful for your love and your grace, Heavenly Father. Um, God, I just ask that you protect our listeners' hearts, um, help them, guide them, lead them in whatever they're going through right now or wrestling with. Um, Lord, I know um, that your grace is sufficient for us, and that when we come to you and surrender our fleshly desire and control and perfectionism, There's even more freedom and even more um, grace and truth and love that you have waiting for us right over um, that hurdle and right over that block. Um, God, for some of those listening, perfectionism and the need for control um, might be blocking them from having a more intimate and real relationship with you. But I just ask that you be with them, guide them, lead us. Um, lead Tacey and I, um, just to continue to surrender each and every day, our control and our perfectionism in order to get grasp and gain, um, more freedom, more grace, more love, more truth from you. Um, and we are so thankful. We're thankful for, um, all that you've done and all that you will continue to do, um, be with our listeners and their sweethearts. Um, just be with our sweet honeybees, um, be with Tacy and I um, as we walk into this next week and humbly search to serve you.
1: Yes, God, um, thank you for your love and your grace, God. Thank you for your word that truly says um, how you see us and how we are able to see ourselves in one another, God, that your word tells us that we are made Um, perfect in your sight because of your son, God. Thank you for seeing Christ in us much more greatly than you see us in us, than you see our sins and our fleshly desires, God, for your love always triumphs over any imperfection, God. I just pray that you would just tug on our hearts to just seek you wholeheartedly, to just be so honest and real with you, God, when we're trying to control, trying to strive, trying to perform for the world for ourselves or for you God that you would just um tug on our hearts to just be so honest with you for ultimately that is what you want that is what you're searching our hearts for God I think this just reveals so much more about you and your graceful nature and I'm just so thankful for that God um I just pray that you would just continue to reveal yourself to us God that you just continue to move in our hearts to um just surrender everything to you, God, and to just set our focus to you as the one and only perfect one. Once and for all, we're thankful for you. We're thankful for the cross that washes away all of these things, Lord, and it is in your heavenly name, pray. Amen. All
0: right, sweet honeybees, we love you, and we're so thankful for you. Have a great week.
1: Bye, everyone. Check out our Instagram at honeycomb.podcast for more encouragement and love throughout the week. You are so loved. Can't wait to chat with you soon. Love your honeycomb gals.